0: In this town, there is no offseason. The
2: news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Leiter. It's always game day in Cleveland. We are past week one where the Browns, for the first time in forever, 18 years, are 1-0 heading into the second game of the season, and that will be the New York Jets at 1 o'clock on Sunday in the home opener, especially a night where. We'll find Joe Thomas getting his Browns jacket where he'll become a legend at this game. But that's not what the story is all about. The story is all about looking back at how the team can get better and what they'll do against the Jets this Sunday. This is It's Always Game Day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One Heating, Cooling, and Plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. Darrell Ryder, an interesting day in Berea again on, what, Wednesday where Cade York found himself the hero, the hero of special teams across the NFL.
1: Yeah, named uh, AFC special teams player of the week, and he was obviously thrilled about it.
2: It's cool, but to be honest, it doesn't really mean anything. It's next week now. (laughs) The kid is ice. He's ice. Maybe he's Stefanski's son. He sounds just like Kevin when he says that.
1: I really wanted to ask him today if uh, he was uh, related to Kevin Stefanski, but, um, Kate uh, York doing everything he can to keep the Cleveland t-shirt economy, unbeknownst to him, out of a recession. Um, I, I did ask him about that today. Are you aware <laughs> they're already selling Kate York t-shirts in town?
2: I mean, like jerseys or just
1: t-shirts? That's cool. <laughs> so you're not aware? No. <laughs> That's cool.
2: <laughs> Let, let's talk about some of those t-shirts here for a second. One is. Uh, the Cade York Hope poster, which is like the Barack Obama po- picture. Right, yeah. Where it's multicolored. Um, the other one, oh, there's a new one that just came out tonight. I haven't seen this for the first time as I kind of scroll through these. It's 32 bucks on top of that. Um, and it just talks about, it just says uh, Cade York. Uh, nah, it's not that good. Uh, then there's another one that has Cade on the top. And then um, on the bottom, Now I can't find it. It's... um. No, it's a good one too i don't know there, there's a bunch out there there's they where they See, took i new love york
1: K-York instead of i love new york
2: yeah i've seen that one and then new york X'd out and oh kade mf york it says on it oh gosh so there's at least eight of them out there there's actually a cool one that says jersey it's a t-shirt that says jersey that i actually was like hey that's not bad but i mean when it comes to good things in this town, it's all about T-shirts, isn't it, Daryl?
1: Yeah, it really is, and it's it's uh, somewhat uh, comical uh, <laughs> that it is. But, um, look, I mean, he, right now he's a rock star. Kevin Stefanski joked today he wasn't aware of the rock star status. You know, I asked uh, Charlie Hewlett, who is uh, longest-tenured Brown, along with uh, Joel, Joel Batonio, Batonio, how offended he is that he's yet to get a, a T-shirt made for him and he, you know, he basically said, you yeah, know, no one's gonna, you know, it's okay. No one's really making a t-shirt for me. And while I took that as a little bit of of Hewlett being humble, because he's a long snapper, but long snappers are people too, and they're very important. Um, that I, I took that as a challenge. Like now I think we need to challenge one of our many numerous t-shirt proprietors and artists here in cleveland to come up with a charlie hewlett
2: i have it i'll give you what it should say ready i'm ready oh snap
1: charlie yes just like i'm waiting for the yorktown t-shirt that's got to be coming too like you know like we need a yorktown t-shirt but um yeah he's kind of a rock star right now he even said i mean but he's just so level-headed, and he's just kind of like, yeah, I know if like I don't keep doing this, Cleveland's going to hate me. So he certainly gets the week-to-week thing uh, that goes with this. Um, but I think that if there's one Cleveland Brown today that is thrilled that Cade York is his teammate, it's Jacoby Brissett.
0: One from a rookie that's rare, but from a kicker that's even more rare, uh... But uh, you know he puts in the work, so he should be confident. Um, you know, and, and uh, he should want the ball in his foot uh, at the <laughs> end of the game. Uh, but uh, you know, he, he like like I said, he was confident, and, and you know that that's more than half the battle, right there.
1: I, ju- I just want to clarify something that he said. He okay. did in fact, Jacoby Brissett did in fact say this.
0: Uh, he should want the ball in his foot uh, at the end of the
2: game. <laughs> uh, he should
0: want the ball in his foot.
2: uh, Get it. I get it.
0: (laughs) Uh, He should want the ball in his foot. uh,
2: (laughs) I'm surprised football reference doesn't have a game winning kick. Uh, They probably do. You know, they've got that game winning drive. Chart that you can see. I'm sure that they've got game winning kicks out there too. I just, so that is an
1: early leader in soundbite of the year. uh, He
2: should
0: want the ball in his foot. uh, (laughs)
1: <laughs> I think that's, I think we have an early leader in the clubhouse and you know what? In fact, I, I think our lovely t-shirt proprietors in Cleveland should make a t-shirt.
0: Uh, he should want the ball in his foot.
2: You know, it's amazing I have
0: a question for you.
2: Okay. Most- but let me give you the one stat about Cade York that like blew me away. I went back and looked at some of his college stuff. Dude has not missed an extra point since 2018. Uh, Oh, get out of here. I see the look. Did I jinx him for next week? Yes. If he misses because of me, we got bigger problems.
1: You never mess with a streak, bro. It does, on, it's, not, it's
2: a pro streak now. He's two in a row, okay? Get three and we'll call it a streak. Otherwise, it's just back-to-back. <laughs> you know how many field goals he missed in college? Five. Five. He, and if were he all misses this weekend,
0: year. I'm blaming you. Uh, he should. Want the ball in his
2: foot you uh, can put his foot you know <laughs> somewhere else if he misses us that so all right we just heard from Jacoby Brissett. um all eyes looking on him to improve this week uh, you know the way he started it was interesting to hear uh Gerard Cherry talk about how the the Browns receivers could have been um electric all week had he just connected with them you know and to think about the way things played out in the beginning of the game. In particular, you know, he said Amari Cooper could have been the AFC player of the week mm-hmm. if, if, if uh, he was able to connect with Jacoby Brissett.
0: I mean, it's just getting more repetitions at it. Uh, you know, that was probably our first time in-game, like, live action. But uh I can't miss those, obviously. But, uh, you know, something that we're going to work on. I mean, I
1: how much of that's because they didn't get any work in the preseason, Andy?
2: Boom. He, I mean, he just kind of explained it. He said, "I haven't seen that kind of live action, so I, I understand why coaches are are scared to death to play some of their starters during the preseason." Yep. But if you're not ready, you're not helping anybody.
1: Hundred percent. And and look, I you know I, I, you know he was eighteen to thirty four for a buck forty seven. Of course, there's a ton of improvement that needs to come from him if the, the Browns are going to win Sunday
0: against the Jets. A lot of room for improvement. Uh, definitely good that we you know we able to win in all three phases of the game, but a lot of improvement. I know for far side of the ball and um, you know, looking forward to that challenge this week.
2: But and only one phase of the game played a complete game. That's the, the, they need at least two of them to play a complete game. You know, you can talk about the offense scoring enough points. I'll give you that, but they, they right. could have been way more efficient and they could have done way more. And then you look at the defense, man, they were outstanding. Seven yards given up in the first quarter, outstanding. But in that fourth quarter, you've got to play as well as you did in the first. So the defense didn't play a full phase. The only phase of the game where they played all the way through was special teams from punting to kicking to snapping to holding.
1: Even though you had plenty of mailbox moments every time they punted to Demetrik Felton. But, I mean, look – yeah, they're taking. Luckily for the Browns, they're taking on another lousy team in the New York Jets, who uh, had their lunch pail handed to them by Baltimore, twenty-four to nine. But they're, you know, going to be playing a quarterback, Joe Flacco, who, let's be honest about Andy, I, I know he's up there and he's been around a long time, but like he has owned the Browns historically. Like he has been, aside from Ben Roethlisberger, like <laughs> a nightmare for them. Um, he's got 27 career touchdown passes against the Browns, which is the most he's had against any uh, opponent. He's thrown for at least 275 in four of the last five starts that he's had against the Browns. Now, granted, he doesn't have the same type of supporting cast that we're used to him having with the Baltimore Ravens, but look, I mean, Jacoby Brissett better have it cleaned up for the Jets, or there's going to be problems, and I think Brissett understands that.
0: Well, then I'll be telling the Jets a game plan, so I'm not gonna do that. But uh, no, I, I think it, it just starts with us. Uh, a lot of the things that that halted us was was our communication, our <clears throat> fundamentals and technique, and our um, things that that had nothing to do with uh, the opposing team, but everything to do with us. So uh, you know that this week is to clean those things up and and, uh, and and get ready for a tough opponent.
1: And again, I go back to communication problems lining up wrong like these are all fixable things that's like the the good thing right I mean all this stuff is fixable but should have never been a problem in the first place that's that's my point
2: so here's my question with both answers do you think Jacoby Brissett's gonna be a better quarterback week two than he was week one
1: god I hope so
2: I mean can he be a better quarterback week two than he was week one Yes, I agree I'm going to be optimistic. Yes, he can. I agree. And I'll even go back to that last bite where, you know, it sounded like they just weren't ready in some ways because they hadn't played together with live bullets on the other side. Yeah, And I think that, it, that if you want to point the finger at somebody, then you got to look at the coaching staff for the decisions of the players they played during the preseason.
1: And Kevin Stefanski, Basically said today when he was asked about that, yeah. (laughs) So at least,
2: you know, he manned up on it. I don't have a problem with that. All right, it's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, why don't you subscribe to the podcast? When we come back, we talk about that dynamic duo, Chubb and Hunt, or Hunt and Chubb. It's always game day in Cleveland. It's always game day in Cleveland, brought to you locally by Smiley One, heating, cooling, and plumbing. Bryant and Smiley One, the right choice for your comfort. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you want to get a hold of the podcast, all you have to do is go to social media. How do you do it? Instagram or Twitter, Game Day C L E at Game Day C L E. All right, Daryl, let's talk about the dynamic duo that led this team to the victory last week. When they needed yards, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt were the men to do it, whether it was on the ground with with Chubb or getting into the end zone with Hunt twice through air and on the ground.
1: Yeah, hundred percent, and uh, you know they were really the the week one dynamic duo. Two hundred and thirteen combined scrimmage yards between them. One hundred and eighty seven of those came on uh, the ground. Uh, chunt is we're calling them. Um, you know, it's been called during, that,
2: but it's questionable because I don't think most people on the radio want to say the word chunt.
1: Of course not, because you better remember to say the h, and that's all I'm going to say.
2: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Helpful
1: just like when I was typing it out today, I double checked every time to make sure the H was in there. And it was, and I put it in, even more so because I put it in capital letters.
2: <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm just not a big fan of the word. I'll be honest with you. It just doesn't, know, but- you're just <laughs> asking for problems when you say it. I love when, when callers call in and they're like, Oh, that, that chunk backfield is so strong. And I'm like,
1: just, Uncle, know, just I
2: go, just say Chubb and Hunt. Just, just knock it out your that way. Just finger on
1: the dump button, okay? That's all. I, I Is know. that so much to ask? Anyway, like these two are inseparable. So they share carries. Uh, now they're sharing podiums on Wednesday because they uh, enjoy their media sessions about as much as a root canal or a colonoscopy. <laughs> um, and so they have figured out, hey, if we both talk together for five minutes, that's two, two two and a half for you, two and a half for you, and then we're the hell out of there. Instead of Nick Chubb, Uh, which by the way, if I had a dollar for every time I've seen him do this, like he'll get three minutes into a media session. He'll be looking for one of the PR guys like to give him the hook. Like just his eyes are starting. Like, can you get me the hell out of here? So I don't have to answer any more of these questions from these annoying people. And it's, it's not, it's, I I laugh about it. I joke about it. It's all in good fun. Uh, He's a great guy. Uh, It's nothing personal against us. They're, they're just two dudes that just like to, Go out there and play football like that. that that's just what they uh, want to do. But um, it is uh, funny. Uh, while you don't like the nickname, uh, it did come up in conversation today. And uh, this is how uh, the dynamic duo responded to the Chunt nickname. <laughs>
0: We were just talking
1: about that. What is, what is it? Like chant? I, I, I mean, that's all right. Whatever they want to call us, but you know, that's Nick. I'm Kareem. I'm right <laughs> that's Nick. I'm Kareem. <laughs> oh, that's so good. But uh, yeah, I mean, look, they're, they're a lot of fun to watch when they're on the field. I I loved what you got out of them from a uh, production standpoint, um, but you know, I, I, it, it's gotta be a lot of fun. And he, I asked uh, them today about this and Kareem gave a great answer. Uh, I asked them just how fun the film sessions are when they're going in there and sitting there and just watching him be wide open or watching Nick Chubb lower the pads and just, you know, truck fools or, make a jump cut and, and make guys, you know, jump out of their shoes and, and things like that. It's exciting, you know, uh, the film sessions are,
0: you know, hilarious because, uh, you know, we, we, we get a good kick out of it and, you know, joke about things and stuff like that. But, uh, I mean, it, it's nice to be able to watch film and see, you know, some of the stuff we do. Even, you know, I, I see some crazy stuff Nick does on tape that I really can't see on the on the sideline. But you know, other than that, it's, it's pretty fun.
2: Yeah, I can't imagine Comedy Central coming up with film laughs with Chunt coming up at 11 tonight on Comedy Central. Today, we'll break down the Panthers defense, and boy, we'll have a laugh, won't we? It'll be great. I love the fact they think it's fun and funny because I got to tell you, I I don't know if I'd want to. I've never heard of anybody saying film session is fun or funny, but when you're doing good things, I guess it is fun. Well, yeah.
1: When you're putting up over 200 yards together, yeah, it, it it's kind of fun. When 112 or your 141 on the ground comes because you just ran somebody over, I'd be in a pretty damn good mood too, Baskin. Yeah, that's uh,
0: a good all,
2: point. That's I mean, Everyone knows we're a run
0: first team; it's not a secret. And that's what we pride ourselves on. O line does a great job up front, and you know, yeah, after that, it's up to main Kareem to break tackles and get the extra dirty uh, yards. And I think that's something that we both
2: do well. Dirty yards, lots of dirty yards. Is that am I just so old that I've never really heard that before last week? Dirty yards. Dirty runs.
1: That's yeah. That yeah, you know, just the, yards the hard, after the line lots of scrimmage, of, right? Yeah, you know, lots of contact, get through the line, break into the oh yeah, yeah. That, that, that's a thing. Yeah, you're it's old. the
2: it's a running backs equivalent to the yak, right? Correct.
1: A hundred percent.
2: All right. Uh what else do we have from our boys?
1: Uh, how about this little, uh, chestnut?
0: Yeah, I think the best yet to come for the whole team, you know, uh, we, we got, you know, some guys that are hungry to win, you know, and that's the biggest thing. We got to listen to everybody to talk about how bad the Browns going to be this year and stuff like that. And we, we just, you know, let it go out one ear that,
2: and then the other. Mm, So. Why listen? That's what I say. Why are you listening in the first place? It drives me nuts. But.
1: but. No 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 no! Yeah 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 yeah
2: yeah.
1: You you you're missing.
2: We're about content.
1: Asking. We are about content, and they (laughs) are giving us free content here. I love the. I don't hear anything. I see nothing. Sergeant (laughs) Schultz here, and uh and yet they hear every freaking thing in the world. It's it's the it's the. Best content filler ever is I see nothing. I hear nothing. I read nothing, yada, yada, yada. And you see, read, and hear damn near everything. And then it becomes this big, ginormous chip on your shoulder. And you want to basically flip everybody the bird as you're winning games. Right? I told you so or whatever. So Wait
2: a minute. I I thought that story ended when the Browns left Carolina. Because nobody was listening more than he was. (laughs) I mean, if there was a centerfold for having rabbit ears when it comes to the media, our former quarterback would be, um, I don't know, he'd be number one when it comes to listening to the media. I I don't know. I just, those guys know what happens in the locker room, right? They know the truth. They know what's going on. I don't know why they waste their time. And I'm not trying to be, you know, why would you waste your time listening to us? The only reason you're wasting your time as an athlete to do it is because you want to feel, um, you want to feel like you're going to hear something good, and when you hear something good, it validates what you're doing. That's why it's just a dangerous place to go, because if you don't hear the total valid- uh, validation of what you're doing, then you're going to be disappointed, and therefore, Daryl, you now have grown a chip on your shoulder.
1: Well, you saw what Andrew Berry's lovely wife tweeted about the other day, right? <laughs>
2: Hey, told us. Her, <laughs> us.
1: Andrew told her to stop listening to sports talk radio, and she was like, "Yeah, I, uh, I don't. I swear." And I guess their three-year-old kid recited the the uh, tagline for uh, a, a commercial that runs rather frequently. I will say, <laughs> and she on chose, our uh, air or
2: somebody else's air. I don't care. It's a podcast.
1: It, it, it was our air. <laughs> one <of> station <laughs> sponsors, and she was just like you know palm of the hand to the forehead you know and all that but that, it's here what, your what was the yeah,
2: what was the tagline for
1: I, now i gotta go pull up the tweet see the these are things i was not expecting i queued well, that's up that's okay that's the beauty I of the podcast 18, we, I, I queued up 18 sound bites for the I podcast sorry i didn't bring up britain barry's tweet here give me a moment
2: all right well while you're doing that uh it's intermission what a show it's intermission <laughs>
1: Here we hang on, hang on.
2: All right, I don't know if it's her most recent tweet. I might have to scroll her timeline
1: here. You know what I mean? Uh Let's see. Okay, so here we go. Husband, you probably shouldn't listen to too much sports talk radio. Me? Oh, uh, me? Question mark? Question mark? Question mark? No, nah, I wouldn't. Three year old. Don't paint, don't vinyl,
2: go, go vinyl. vinyl. Oh, that's <laughs> so funny.
1: And then she put three facepalm emojis after that.
2: Oh, that's awesome.
1: How funny is that?
2: So we know exactly what, I, I know that. Uh, I, I will say the. There's um, one day part after us. Yeah, <laughs> that, does, there, that has a pretty cool bit with that.
1: Yeah, um, I, I'll say that there are many within the uh, the walls of 76 Lou Boulevard avid listeners to it's all always game day in Cleveland. So shout out to them as well as 92, three, the fan. I don't want to say they take notes, but they probably take notes. I'm not saying they take notes, but they probably take notes.
2: My question is, has anyone said anything angry to you about the podcast?
1: No, I have not received any go bleep yourself from anybody, uh, within those walls yet. I, I, I mean, I, I've had that in the past, but not related to this podcast. No. Yeah, so normally have, I
2: would get a text or a phone call if we said something that was incorrect, factually incorrect.
1: So we have done nothing to this point to sufficiently irritate? Ir- yes, irritate is the word that I was looking for. I was looking for a, a, a PG version there. Yes. Uh that that would be it. Um maybe me reading the tweet won't <laughs> get me in trouble. I don't know. No, <laughs> I think that the, the tweet is
2: fantastic. It you know, is. we we did this whole bit where
1: And you know what's even great, even greater about her account, Andy, is that she has on her uh, account like anyone who tells me how my husband should do his job gets immediately blocked I have to look and make sure that that's still there
2: but I do think that 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 would she needs to learn that mute is the way to go mute is (laughs) mute is the greatest button in the history of Twitter but Daryl you and you do realize that like whenever you tell somebody or somebody says oh this is Mr. Baskin he works at 92.3 the fan and a kid will look at you and go 92.3 the fan, and like, yeah, that's our work. And they're like, well, "What do you do?" i are like, oh, "I have a talk show." Oh, you mean Twenty Twenty Sports? Like every kid knows the the song.
1: As they and should. that's
2: and that's what happens when you play it three times an hour, right? Uh-huh. That every kid knows it, but that's what they know it by. And so I think Just that's like, awesome. Hey, that- it's
1: right up there with the Sports Center theme, right? Da 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 da. Twenty
2: twenty, yeah, it's the same thing. So, all right. uh so, looking forward to this offense uh, again against the Jets. Same we'll game play plan with...
1: two hundred and fifty yards from those two guys, and, and and the Browns will be good.
2: Boom! I think you're right. The defense just Problem needs solving. to step up at the end.
1: That's what we do here on and It's always game day end Cleveland. We solve problems.
2: That's what we are. We're you're like Clouseau or Sherlock or Holmes. So, or, Kevin
1: Stefanski, if you're listening, if you are, shame on you, uh, <laughs> and thank you. Um, yeah, just uh, two fifty. Know at least two bills, maybe 250 from uh chunt and uh, yeah, be, so uh, let me bring up one, one,
2: one last point about these two. We did get to see them in the backfield together, and that's I think going to continue. I think did so you too. see I... some
1: of those mismatches? Oh, and Kareem even joked, he goes, Yeah, I kind of take it when they put a linebacker on me as an insult.
2: I think it's awesome. It's awesome. All right, let's talk about the defense. We'll do that when we come back. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. It's always game day in Cleveland. He's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. If you like what you're listening to, why don't you give us... I saw some comments in the comment section on... uh, I think it was the Apple podcast, so I was reading that. There were a lot of nice ones on there, too. I didn't see too many that were bad, so... We must be doing something right. I think we had 4.7 stars out of 5. He's Daryl, I'm Andy. Let's talk about the defense because there's work to be done and I wish I would have just turned the game off at the end of the third quarter. I wouldn't have seen Cade York, but I would have walked away saying, "Man, our defense is as good as Buffalo's." And then I watched the fourth quarter. And then I saw there's room to improve. Your thoughts.
1: Yeah, I mean they they just they got to clean up the blown coverages and and I think that that's why um Anthony Walker had the attitude that he had uh when we spoke with him on Wednesday. yeah, it's not good
0: enough um, you know we talked about being elite defense and uh part of that is not giving the offense anything um, making them earn everything and we felt like we gave them a couple plays that they didn't earn you know that we kind of gifted them um and it's not okay so we got we got a long way to go
1: like the the pressure up front was great all game long, right, right. um five batted passes four sacks, and you know that that's like their blueprint and, and what they're going to try and do against Joe Flacco too, is to really get after him. And we saw the Ravens on Sunday, get after Flacco. And uh, so the, the blueprint is there. They just, they they have to make sure that they don't have those three lapses, which don't sound like a big deal when you just think in those terms, right? They're on the field for, 68 snaps or whatever. Right. And three plays go against them. And you're sitting there. They were great for 65. But the problem is that they gave up a boatload of yardage and, and it cost them 14 points. And so that's why, uh, you know, Walker kind of had that look. It it wasn't good enough. And if we want to be the best of the best, like we, have to just be on it every single play. We want to
0: suffocate a team and you know put put any energy that they have away. And uh we gave we gave them life and uh, that's why they were able to
2: be in the game so long. Hey, Daryl, l- let me bring up one point that you just said because you know you're talking about Flacco and if they can do the same thing they did against Baker Mayfield. I do think that despite the fact that Flacco's what 74 years old, 75, I th- I saw him getting free coffee with his golden Buckeye I the other day. All right he's 37. But He's six six and Baker Mayfield is a generous, and I mean a generous six one. And I ba- one of Baker's key problems is just having balls batted down because the, the Browns were able to figure that out pretty quick. That's one thing in the arsenal. I don't he's think he's not here anymore,
1: so can I say something right now? Sure. I'm six foot on the nose. Okay. I am I am not a millimeter taller or shorter. Right. I'm if I spike my hair, I can get to six and a quarter.
2: So we there we are the exact same height, you and I.
1: I I can look Baker Mayfield dead in the eyes, and I did so for four years. So when you say he's a generous six one, in 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 um, what are those called? Not that not high tops um, lifts lifts in lifts. He's six one there.
2: I'm just saying he's listed at six one, and when you look at That's- what the Browns were able to do to Carolina, they knew one of the weaknesses of, remember how we had this big uh, conversation about who has the advantage Baker, or the Browns defense, clearly in the beginning of that game, the Browns defense did. And for all but three plays. So what you're saying is I was right again. Well, I said the same thing though, Daryl. I said that that I would take our defense over Baker or it's not even that it's Baker. It's just a quarterback, right? It's knowing that you've got ten, eleven guys on a defense that really know the quarterback well, compared to one quarterback who's got to know eleven guys well when he when he sets back to pass, and then he's got to do that in a rush, where you've got Miles Garrett and Jadavian uh, Clowney coming at you. And by the way, I thought the defensive front looked pretty good in this first game. I thought they did some good things. They
1: were really good. So here's uh, what Walker had to say about facing. Joe Flacco, the senior citizen, as you called him.
0: Obviously, that experience. Um, they, they run a good system over there. A lot of shifts and motion, similar to, you know, what what our offense does. So, um, you know, we have to be kind of on our P's and Q's. Um, this is like a, a, rules game for us, where we just got to execute what we do, which is, you know, I can say that every week, but a little bit more this week um, with the things that they do. But uh, like you said, that experience that he has is uh, very crucial for, them. crucial for them.
1: I mean, he threw it fifty-nine times, so his arms got to be sore, right? Sure. He had liniment it.
2: for that, especially for old people. That's <laughs> what we use
1: liniment. And you know, they, they played from behind all afternoon against Baltimore. Um, Michael Carter. I mean, he only got 10 carries and ended up with around, I think, what was it? 55, 60 yards, something like that. Right. Um, you know, Corey Davis was their, their top receiver. Uh, caught six passes. He was their Donovan Peoples-Jones. I, I, you know, um against Baltimore. Did but, Garrett
2: Wilson see any action in that game? I, I only saw bits and pieces of
1: it. I I didn't notice him when I yeah, was. Yeah, that's
2: what I said too. It was, it was. I was looking for it just because I, you know, Buckeye guy.
1: Uh, he he had fifty-two receiving yards in his debut. Okay. So that the the, the non-smart Alec answer to your question is yes, he did play.
2: Well, no, and I mean, fifty-two yards. They only scored six points, though. So, you, you can talk about the impact, right? Yeah. Well, I mean, there that there was no offensive rhythm, no
1: offensive flow. Um, the fifty-nine passes were clearly a reflect. I mean, how many times we see Browns quarterbacks oh. do that, right? Because you're playing from behind, you're you're playing catch up all day. So, um, my takeaway from watching the Jets in that opener. Against the Ravens is if the Browns can get out in front, they should be able to pound them into submission. That I I, again, it goes back to the formula that we have talked about at nauseum, whether it's on this podcast or on the air. It just get out to that early lead and just run, run right all over them, Uh, chew the clock, and make Joe Flacco throw it. 60 times. The problem is Joe Flacco throwing against the Cleveland Browns usually has been a bad thing. So like pick your poison, but he doesn't have the same supporting cast he had in Baltimore. He's a lot older. Um, So I I just, I think that those things kind of come into play. If he has to throw 60 times Sunday afternoon, first energy stadium, quite frankly, I think that means good things for what the Browns defense uh, as well as the Browns offense has been able to do. Right.
2: Right. No, I agree. Right, let's set the scene, though, for Sunday, though, Daryl. So, first home game of the year, <clears throat> Joe Thomas is going to be named a legend. Brownie uh, is football. at midfield. And the Brownie is at midfield, which I think um, – I love it. I mean, just as an old-school Browns fan, but I do think the rest of the country is going to be like, what the hell is that thing in the middle oh, of Cleveland? Oh, they already have.
1: They have – all. oh, yeah, everybody's all over ragging on it, but my counter to that is, one – team won seven championships before uh, art Model threw it in a closet um they what's better to look at an actual logo or a stupid orange helmet okay like he was I,
2: going I on the field no matter what one of the versions of Brown of the elf was going on the field whether it was in the end zone or it was at center field i'm glad that it won the one at center field
1: yeah you mean midfield
2: midfield center field that's true. I forgot. You know, all those days I spent in the Canadian Football League. That's why I get so freaking confused on, on fourth down. I'm like, man, A, what am I doing? Oh, I'm sitting here in the middle of the field on the C line eating poutine, and I'm wearing my Maple Leafs jersey that I sometimes take off for my Canadians jersey. Just as long as you know when it's third.
1: By the way, every every PA announcer in the National Football League screams. It's like an NFL thing. That's not a Browns thing.
2: I but he's been doing it since the day he walked in. No, the it it. Well, you know what? Didn't Jim Jim Mueller was the PA announcer in the beginning? Not Jeff Shreve. By the way, I thought Jeff Shreve was great when he was doing the Cavs. I wish he was still. He well, I just thought it was such a. a it was just so... The
1: stuff he does for the Browns now, he did not want to do for Dan Gilbert and the Cavs. Right. But, <laughs> I
2: mean, he's still
1: it's still... But he is really good. He does, he does a great job. There's a measure of and, class. And again, I'm, to Jeff I'm not making fun of him. Appreciate. I'm just making fun of, like, it's an NFL thing. Just like, yeah. the, you know, every team now does the... Uh, after they pick up a first down, they, they do the, you know, so-and-so gain of six for a... Insert team name here. And the fans are supposed to chant first down so we're so euro
2: soccer it's so awesome
1: it's the nfl like came up with like standardized like game presentation you know what i'm saying yeah
2: that's and Bad. I don't think
1: Browns fans understand that like a lot of stuff that's done, it's done in every stadium across the league.
2: Yeah, that kind of that, sucks. I'll be out. It's unfortunately with you.
1: not unique to Cleveland.
2: Yeah, I'm not a fan of that. That's like, you know, it, the, the, the thing that made McDonald's famous was you could go to New York, you could go to Ohio, you could go to Minnesota, and you can go to California, and the burger would taste the same. And that's right. why people appreciated it. But right. There are other things that are like that that just don't belong, and I think the uniqueness of the regionality of a uh, football team is what makes it special. And I think when you denigrate that, that you're not helping anybody. It's like these but, generic newscasts where you go and they all look exactly the same because right, they're they all, all have the same, the same set
1: across the country too. When they're all
2: and because it's cheaper to buy the same set and manufacture the same set over, and yep. it's definitely cheaper to make the same graphics from one place and do it that way mm-hmm. too. So. But that's but I love for the fact they, name, they brought
1: it. back Brownie. I hope he's here to stay. I actually like this one better than the traditional standing Brownie because it's action. It it says football. Yep. Um, it's from 1946. It was on the first program. So kudos to J.W. Johnson and the marketing department. I've, uh, I've been encouraging them that they need to swap out the helmet for Brownie on all their social avatars. Anything I can do to help the Cleveland Browns market themselves?
2: Yeah, I don't want anything easy. on the helmet. I'm good. We no, no no, just, without... no, no.
1: I'm saying swap out the helmet and use the logo. Oh, on your oh I see what you're saying. Channel. Yeah. Um, yeah, get people yeah, I mean, used I to look, it. I, I get it. The, the The helmet is sacred. You don't touch the helmet. I understand that. But it as a logo is boring AF and they need to just stop using it as a logo. On they the just, shoulder
2: pads or on the sleeves of the jersey? Where do you want everything. it next?
1: everything just they need to stop using the helmet as a logo have brownie be your logo cleveland browns football company or whatever the you know you want to but have brownie be that that logo instead of the 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 helmet
2: art modell wonder, the helmet, which I means wonder i wonder if the network's don't you wonder if the networks will use that in the bug, in the score bug? I don't think that they are the going to, orange? but
1: I did suggest today to somebody with the team that they encourage the networks to do so. Again, I'm trying to help the Browns market themselves here.
2: You are good. All right, give me a final score for this weekend's game, or what's going to happen? Uh, you oh, I, you know exactly. I,
1: I, I'm going to say Browns bust out into the 30s. I'm saying Browns 34, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 13.
2: 3413. I'll ease up a little bit. I'll go uh 2813. I better write it down so I can keep remembering to telling people that. Uh 2813. I may have to rethink that. <laughs> Daryl, you're a good man. Let's do this again. We'll be back for the post game on Saturday night. Looking forward to talking to you then with the podcast. It's always game day in Cleveland. Again, we appreciate everybody who's listening. For our producer, Meredith Kane, he's Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. It's always game day in Cleveland. If you like what you're listening to, subscribe to the podcast. We'll talk to you after this week's game against the Jets.